Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. Siblings should stick together. At least, that's what most people say. On October 14th, 1981, a man was arrested who, thanks in part to his brother was able to commit a series of murders that dubbed both men the most notorious serial killers to come out of Toledo, Ohio. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. For reasons I'm not sure anyone will ever understand, in May of 1980, a pair of brothers made a decision that would, at the end of their reign of terror, dub them the most notorious killers in Toledo, Ohio history. Anthony Cook, born March 9, 1949, and his brother Nathaniel, born October 25, 1958, began a series of murders starting in May of 1980 when they happened upon 24-year-old Thomas Gordon and his 18-year-old girlfriend. Holding guns and threatening to kill the pair, the brothers took them hostage and drove to the woodlands in Lucas County. There, they shot Thomas Gordon and brutally raped the young woman. Finished with her, they began stabbing her body before fleeing the area. The girl remarkably survived her harrowing ordeal, but Thomas did not. Months later, on January 3rd, 1981, Anthony and Nathaniel picked up a 19-year-old hitchhiker named Connie Sue Thompson. A Michigan native, they drove the young girl to Lucas County, raped, and then killed her. Her body was then thrown off the bridge and into a stream where she would eventually be discovered on January 17th. That February, Anthony lured a much younger victim, 12-year-old Don Renee Bax, into his car, and after later being joined by Nathaniel, drove to an abandoned theater and for the next several hours, raped and tortured the young girl. Picking up a brick block, Don's head was crushed so severely that it ended up costing her her life. Working alone this time, the next to fall victim to Anthony Cook were Scott Moulton and Denise Siototsky. 
Attacked on March 27th, 1981, the 21-year-olds were taken outside the city suburb of Oregon, Ohio, where, after raping Denise, Anthony shot and killed them both. On August 21st, 1981, again acting on his own, Anthony attacked Daryl Cole and Stacey Lynn Balanek, raped Stacey, and then used a baseball bat to beat Cole. Suffering from fatal brain injuries, Anthony turned the weapon on Stacy and did the same to her. Both bodies were then stashed in the trunk of his car. The serial killings finally came to an end in September of that same year when Anthony, again on his own, decided to commit a crime just a few blocks away from the police station in a more affluent part of the city. Early the morning of September 18th, 1981, he confronted the passengers of a parked van, 21-year-old Todd Sabo, and 20-year-old Leslie Selwicki. After trying to rape Leslie, the girl managed to not only get away from her attacker, but flee the area and call the police. She then phoned her father, Peter, a well-known businessman in the area, who actually managed to get to his daughter before the police could. Anthony then pulled out his gun and began firing off shots. Todd Sabo was hit in the neck and shoulder, but managed to survive. The same, unfortunately, could not be said for Peter Sawicki, who perished after coming to his daughter's aid. Anthony quickly fled the scene, but thanks to his fingerprints and some street informants, police were able to quickly track him down and arrest him on October 14, 1981. The problem was that, while the shooting of Peter Sawicki was out in public and easy to pin on him, there was no evidence to connect either Cook brother to the other crimes. So Anthony Cook was found guilty of just Peter's murder and sentenced to life in prison. And Nathaniel, seeing what just happened to his brother, decided to leave behind the criminal lifestyle and in the following years was only arrested on a few minor offenses. For the next 17 years, Anthony and Nathaniel Cook would get away with multiple murders. That was until one of those minor offenses landed Nathaniel in jail right around the time that they started taking DNA samples from criminals. Having long suspected that he might be involved in other homicides, in 1998, Nathaniel's samples were tested against unsolved crimes, and for the very first time, the Cook brothers were officially connected to their other murders. Nathaniel was arrested on February 13, 1998, and charged with the murder of Thomas Gordon and the attempted murder of his girlfriend. Realizing that it was only a matter of time before other charges started flooding in, Anthony and Nathaniel Cook decided to cut a deal with the prosecution. Anthony agreed to another term of 15 years to life for the murder of Thomas Gordon, and Nathaniel to 25 to 75 years for the attempted murder in exchange for their confessions and not being charged with any of the other crimes. Not only did they admit to the murders of Thomas Gordon, Connie Sue Thompson, Don Renee Bax, Scott Moulton, Denise Siakowski, Daryl Cole, Stacey Lynn Balanek, and Peter Sawicki, as well as the other attacks, but they also claimed that back in 1973, they took the life of 22-year-old Vicki Lynn Small, who had at no point during the investigation been connected to the other Toledo murders. Anthony, working solo yet again, offered to give Vicky a ride after she and some friends had some car trouble. He drove off, raped her, and shot her to death hours later. 
She was then dumped in Ottawa Park, and shortly thereafter, he was arrested for an unrelated robbery and sent to prison. The murders resumed, this time with his brother tagging along, not long after his release. After 34 years behind bars, Anthony Cook filed a motion for parole in 2015 and was denied. His next hearing will be in 2025. Nathaniel Cook, whose sentence was much shorter due to the plea bargain, filed an application as well, and much to the shock and dismay of his victims' families, his request was granted and he was officially released on August 10th, 2018. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on October 15th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.